Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Coming at you as we do every Sunday morning from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. I am Kelly Patrick, joined alongside my man, Steve Driver. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Coming fresh off a a surprise birthday party we had for Steve Driver. Uh, My summary would be he had a lot of family in from out of town, which was cool. Steve did not know about it going into yesterday, and I lost my cell phone. Yeah, you did. I got some uh, nice swag. Um, family from Ohio brought me down some gear. Currently wearing a new hat. Okay. A lot of Cavaliers gear I saw yes. last night. Yeah. And enthusiasm about the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, they've ne- we've never experienced anything like that, so they win by a lot of gear. I like Simple your, as that. Your one cousin was, was going on a, a long, which I found to be very... Warranted tirade in defense of Kevin Love. Yeah. Which I liked. I think anytime you win a championship, regardless of how it goes down, in hindsight, it worked. I agree. And if you pick apart the team, you can say, well, Kevin Love, under he did this, he underperformed, he did that. His numbers changed. Oh, he, well, remember, he used to get all these double-doubles when he was in Minnesota. Well, yeah, he's on the team with Kyrie Irving and LeBron James now, so his numbers change. Yeah, if you and win, if you win the championship, you have to you keep the team, see if you could do it again. You don't make it significant changes. I know that the biggest stories right now in the world of sports would be last night's NFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which we will get to, and we've got plenty of opinions and takes on. Also, the Olympics. Which Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. No matter where you're at, give us a, a call on the Buzzline. 502-384-1450. We'd love to hear from you. Do you have a specific event you're looking forward to in the Olympics? Is the Olympics intriguing? Or, as I would contend, is being a fan of the Olympics different than being a sports fan? That's that's a tough one. I'm say I'm suggesting that the majority of people who watch the Olympics are not people who would enjoy conversation about the NFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Oh yeah, but I'm still excited about the Olympics. Are you? Yeah. Sell me on the Olympics, Steve. Table tennis. Have you seen it? <laughs> are you serious? Have you seen it? Wow. Have I seen table tennis? Yes. Before? Olympic have- table tennis. Not you playing in the garage. I haven't really watched too much of it. Have you? I watched a little um, swimming yesterday. Okay. Did you? Yeah, I did. little women's soccer. <laughs> why, you, why are you laughing? Do you watch speed walking? No, but I'd like to. I've never seen that before. I think mixed martial arts, if they were in the Olympics, that would be cool. Why is speed walking in the Olympics... 
but we cannot have a sport that compares the different genres of martial arts. But speed walking's in. What if the NFL was in there? Just uh, a just, fo- just Nash- American rules football? That'd be cool. Yeah. We would clearly dominate. Who would contend with us? Canada? Nobody. Canada. Yeah, but our team would be crazy. <laughs> right? We would we would win 150 to zero. It'd be pretty bad. Once again, Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. Big stories locally would be that the University of Louisville men's basketball team got a big commitment. We'll get to also the preseason rankings are out for college football. Louisville Cardinals come in at number 10. Are they overrated? Or are they rated right about where they are? I don't think you're going to hear many people taking the stance they're underrated. If that's the argument you want to make, I would love to hear about it. 502-384-1450. So we've got some local stories to get to. The most intriguing storylines to me right now are the NFL Hall of Fame stories and highlights. Uh, Guys that were inducted into the Hall of Fame. I've got the list right here. Brett Favre. Kevin Green, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., who was the owner of the Niners throughout their heyday, which was substantial. So I don't know how often owners get in, but, you know, Tom Brady, Steve Young, everybody on that, Ken Norton uh, Jr., whoever was on all those Niners teams, all sorts of greats, he was the owner. So right up there with Al Davis, guys like that. Ken Stabler, who has received much... Mention when it comes to our version of the Hall of Fame, which we'll get to later, very prestigious, called the Balanced Hall of Fame. Ken Stabler or Rob Gronkowski or Derek Jeter are the poster children for thus far. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that later. We'll get to that. Also, Dick Stanfield, Orlando Pace, Tony Dungy, and Marvin Harrison. Off the top of your head, you hear those names. What stands out to you, Steve Driver? Uh, I'm a h- huge Brett Favre fan. You are not a huge Brett Favre fan. I like him a lot, yes. Three-time Enjoyed MVP. Enjoyed watching him play the game. Three-time MVP. He won one Super Bowl. What's What are you What are you getting at? I'm just, those are the bottom line. And an all-time leading passer in the history of the NFL. He was. He is. Or Peyton Manning passed yes, him? Peyton yeah. Manning passed him. At the time he was playing, he was. But one Super Bowl, that doesn't bother me. There's too many people on the field to say that Brett Favre should have won more Super Bowls. And it's difficult to argue with that. But how much does it change the narrative? How, how much do you rank Peyton Manning ahead of Brett Favre now that Peyton rode off into the sunset with his hobbled version of Super Bowl number two. Even without that Super Bowl. Peyton Manning's ahead of him? Yeah. Why? Because he was not so Numbers. mistake prone? When he was hurt, just the the fall that his team took. The value, okay. Yeah. What do you think? Are you not? Is Brett Favre not a top five all-time QB for you? We've got Mo in studio with us. You there, Mo? Yes, yes, yes. How is everybody doing? Doing great. Good morning. 
Certainly. Um, I'd say, in my opinion, when you look at the quarterback position in football, what you're asking, and I sound like John Madden. We'll get to that <laughs> later. Mo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I think stability is very valuable. Tony Romo is a solid quarterback these days. I know that's a whole different can of worms. But he can't stay on the field. If you're penciling in your quarter, it's like the baseball score. You know, baseball lineup every day. You can pencil somebody in at the quarterback position, and you know they're going to give you a chance to win. He spread the field. Even if, I mean, there was years where those Green Bay Packer rosters were completely depleted on offense. Yeah. And guys like Greg Jennings or, you know, a lot of different names would show up. I think Brett Favre would, is instant offense. In a similar light to how I think of Peyton Manning. Mo, what do you think? Uh, you think he's a, a top five, off the top of your head, top five all-time quarterback? I don't like doing the all-time. Okay. I'd, I'd say around fifth or so. That's fair. But I, I get tired of this. He only has one Super Bowl. So, so, so because Trent Dilfer or Brad Johnson have a Super Bowl win, they're somehow better. Yeah. No. I, I, I don't understand that. Or equal to. Yeah, equal to. It's the old Robert Ory has seven rings. Exactly. Means he's better than Michael Jordan. People are always walking around saying that. So it They're not saying that. It doesn't just, bother me that Favre has only has one Super Bowl. Okay. Still but, great. However, you, you're saying you don't think he's the best. Not the best ever. You have Peyton Manning <clears throat> over him. Yeah. I don't. You don't? No. Oh, absolutely. Peyton Manning... Even when, even though he won this last Super Bowl, his defense played very well for him. Yeah, this last Super Bowl. So the first Super Bowl he won, he was Peyton Manning. The second Super Bowl he won, he was playing like Trent Dilfer. True. Or worse than Trent Dilfer. I think Peyton Manning was the statistical worst quarterback in the NFL last year. Exactly. So Right? I, but in his prime, well, yeah. the man was a stallion. Yeah. I mean, Brett Favre, I mean, he was a beast, when, and then he went to um, – the Vikings and threw more interceptions than he did. That one year downs. with the Vikings was probably one of his best years of his career, though. Uh, yeah. So he did. Adrian Peterson? Good, yeah. It was a good move going yeah. there. Can't knock him for that. Not at all. I just think at the end of your career, it's kind of – you do you have to judge them in their prime because at the end of the career, you're just kind of – it's different. So, Kelly, you putting Peyton in front of Brett Favre? Yeah, probably. I'm a bigger Far fan than I am Peyton, but I think, honestly, Peyton Manning has to be in front of Brett Favre. Other guys inducted last night, and I'll, I'll just continue reading the names off. See if I can stir up any interest from either of you. Okay. Kevin Green. Would I remember him of is him being a part of those? I mean, I'm a lifelong Bengals fan. We've always been horrible. <laughs> Not always, but... I remember playing, you know, those Steelers defenses, and he would have it. I think it was his wife slamming onto his um, shoulder pads from the stands. Do you remember that? Very interesting. Very intense way of him getting excited for a game. He was good. And then he had success with the Panthers also. Eddie DePartolo Jr., Ken Stabler. Ken Stabler, I mean, he, he gets all sorts of credit in my eyes. You're a big fan of Stabler, aren't I'm you? I'm a big fan of Stabler because he would go out and party all night, 
and he would show up and he'd do really well in, in his games. Is that yeah. balance? That's balance. That, that's reflective of of the what we have created. Kind of what you're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, I lost my phone last night. Oh, <laughs> I lost my phone, Mo. So you see a lot of yourself in Ken Stabler. Yeah, although Ken Stabler died, I think he was in his 90s last year. But I would say that I was probably... <laughs> he, he, he molded himself after me. No, I, 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 I respect Ken Stabler, and he's a legend. Another guy who's in is Orlando Pace. Why the hell has he not already been in? He was the most... Didn't he go his entire collegiate career? I know, Steve, you're family from up in Ohio will not mind this stance I'm taking. Didn't he go his entire collegiate career without giving up a sack? Then he goes to an offense. They're like, we'll use our number one overall pick on the left tackle to protect our immobile quarterback. What's going to happen? That immobile quarterback gets hurt. We have to go to this guy who, well, he was stocking shelves a few weeks ago. Oh my God. Best offense ever now. And nobody really gives Orlando Pace what I would consider to be due credit. I think I would make an argument that Orlando Pace is one of the most dominant offensive players, certainly of our lifetimes. Mark Bolger was a stud behind him. Thoughts? Yeah, he was a beast for a very long career. Probably one of the best left tackles of ever. Or, yeah, definitely of my lifetime. Others, other greats would be Walter Jones of the Seahawks, Anthony Munoz. I'm sure I'm leaving some out. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. I don't know. I think we may be past the era. Who's the best offensive left tackle in the NFL today? Joe Thomas? I'd say he was. I think he's kind of getting past his prime right now. Where's Jake Long at, Mo? Didn't he just get cut? Did he? Okay. I'm uh, trying or, to think. No, his, his contract didn't fall through or something with, uh, I have to get back to you. Especially in this era of such a pass-happy league, protecting that blind side. I mean, the formula to, to winning a Super Bowl is to be able to move the, the, the ball, but also apply pressure on the quarterback. So if you have somebody who can neutralize a star pass rusher, yeah, it's it's top two or three position wise most important in the NFL. Quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher, corner. Mo, you agree with that? Those are the four most important positions in modern day two thousand sixteen NFL? Yep. Those are the four. I don't I don't even know what would be number five. Because look how good the um Oakland Raiders defense became when they got Matt. He can get to the pass rusher. Yeah, disrupts a lot. Speaking of them, they're going to have a good O line this year too. It'll be tough. Hey, back to the Hall of Fame though. All right. You touched on uh, Kurt Warner. Is he going to get in? Oh, that's a good question. To me, the in reason- my eyes, I ignore the numbers on this one. He was great for a very short period of time. But still, I'm no. Bo- I guess it wasn't that short. Didn't he bring a team to the Super Bowl a few years ago? It seems like. The, the Cardinals, Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, they lost to Pittsburgh. And I'm speaking yeah. F- yeah. facetiously. He should have won another Super Bowl there. Uh, Didn't, though. San Antonio Holmes and Roethlisberger stole that one. Yeah. It was that last play. Yeah, um, yep. but he, man, 
I mean, you, you could also say of... the Titans should have beat them when what was it Dyson True. came up on the one yard line. So you, I should have, I should have been a star basketball player. I should have, <laughs> I should have been this. But when you when you think back on teams and they were part of uh, an era, the greatest show on turf, he was he led that charge. How great was that team? They were stacked. Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk was unbelievable. Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt. Ricky Prohl. Ricky Prohl. Man. Even they had a crazy defense, too, right? London Fletcher. They did an Adam Archuleta, I believe. Oh, Orlando Pace. <laughs> they were stacked. They had a very historically underrated defense. Yeah. I'm putting Kurt Warner. His numbers, I think I looked at it the other day. He was like 36 all time, all time in passing yards. So his numbers are aren't up there, but if you put it in a vacuum, the five, six, seven years that he played, how great those were compared to everybody else. Interesting you'd bring up that topic, Steve. So when do you ignore the numbers? Yeah, when do you, you just throw out the numbers arbitrarily? Steve? Well, luckily I'm not. Um, You're not the deciding <laughs> factor. <laughs> yep. The reason I say it's interesting you bring that up this morning is... Tony Dungy got in. He won one Super Bowl. Had success with the Bucks also. Okay? And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be in. Okay? What I am saying is Jimmy Johnson. You guys remember him? Yep. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. Dion. Dion. Jay Novacek. Multiple Super Bowls. He's not in. Why? Because his impact on the sport extends beyond his tenure as a professional coach. He was great in Miami. We remember him in large part for being so great in Miami. I'm bringing him up here. God, there's so many people named Jim Johnson. (laughs) Do you guys know this? There's a couple of names out there that's just like, can we get to something else? (laughs) <laughs> they just keep naming their kids the same name. <laughs> we should give up on the whole Jim Johnson name. I agree. All right. So I'm, I'm bringing it up here. There's so many, even football. All right. At one time, Kelly. Yes. Kurt Warner. I probably would have taken him over anybody else in the league if I was starting a team. That's fair. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that you're, is that, is you're it, not sold on this whole Kurt Warner. You forget how how great he was. I don't forget, but I also remember great using gunslinger. Your, and I'm still channeling my Jimmy Johnson Wikipedia page because there's <laughs> spread the word. Everybody needs to quit naming their kids Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, please tell tell your friends. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend. But Kurt Warner did lack the longevity. I, let's see here that allowed him to go into the, the Hall of Fame. Clearly, there's a reason for it, right, Steve? Yeah. Mo? Yep. Earlier, you said the true value of Peyton Manning, Steve, was when he was hurt, his teams were horrible. What happened when Kurt Warner got hurt? Mark Bulger, I think, was a pro bowler. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Come Applying on. that same logic. It was in large part... Orlando Pace. It's so hard to compare these because 
you think Tom Brady is the the greatest thing, or am I, am I wrong? You don't like Tom Brady, but when he was hurt, Matt Castle was successful. You like True. to ignore that one. I'm not so trying it's, to ignore it's it. Different. It's always a combination, clearly. Yeah. Um. So it, it, you can't just use one set of logic for anything. So so that I guess that does go along with your on occasion use the numbers. Your gut test uh, use the numbers. Maybe on occasion throw the numbers out the window. Uh, the greatest running back ever is arguably Jim Brown. He lacked longevity. <clears throat> yeah, but I, but I think back in that time is I don't know. What, you don't think he can play nowadays? No, not that. Uh-huh. I just think that the like now the running back average years are like you might get three to five years. Back then it might not have been that long. Would he play Kelly uh ten years, nine, ten years? Who? Jim. Jim Brown? I'll bring it up. I think it was, I believe it was nine years. They had shorter games too, right? I don't know. They have shorter games. I mean, um shorter season. So all of that, I mean. When did the NFL go to a 16-game season? 16 games. Let's see here. No, I, I think that you can look past certain statistical. Barry Sanders had a short run. No pun intended. He was a short guy. but <laughs> Right? Yeah, so you so have does, to is, look is at longevity, the do you throw, statistics. What about, what about um, uh, Brown's civil rights? significance does that factor in i'm not saying it doesn't or i'm not saying it does or it should but i do think that things like that emotional aspects go in it's 11 11 people are on the field at a time your impact and your 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 value is in large part determined on your teammates gail sayers he's in right yes he Short did career he did stuff how like long returning. was his career in 1978 the nfl went to 16 games i think that that was after I Jim just Brown. think you, when you have to look at the stats, the career, if it's compressed in a different light. Kurt Warner had one of the craziest careers, too, didn't he? Gail Sayers only played six years. Remember he was Eli Manning's backup, and then he... Came back and led yes. the, the... You're right. Unbelievable. Remember he had, he had dropped off. He was Eli Manning's backup. I think he started a little bit Eli Manning's rookie year, right? Rookie, Yeah. <clears throat> It just shows you that you got to be in the right situation to succeed in the NFL. You could in any sport. Yeah, NFL even more though. Quarterback. If your offensive line's no good, your team's no good. People yeah. think Drew Brees is washed up right now. David Carr. Say if he would have went to a different team, he could have. He could have been Derek Carr. Yep. Instead, he went to the expansion Houston Texans, and they had no offensive line, so he just got destroyed. Or Tim Couch. You could say Tim Couch could have been great. Very difficult for you to say Tim Couch being a Browns homer. Well, I'm I'm just saying it's a good example of different situation. Maybe Who Ryan knows? Ryan Leaf may be in the Hall of Fame now, <laughs> instead of having been a, a what three time prison inmate. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now. We have Kevin is on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Kevin? All right, I was just listening. I- kind of caught the tail end of you talking about uh, Manning. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like the way I was. I changed it up a little bit here. I was kind of like when I was used to watch Larry Bird play basketball. I wasn't kind of enamored with Larry Bird until I got a little older. Then I realized and I watched really how great Larry Bird was. 
and Manning is the exact same way. I wasn't really enamored with him because I always thought that he was on, you know, a, a really solid team. But then once he went to where he went to Denver, and, and, I, and I realized, I said, this guy is, is freaking awesome. He's great, you know, because I look at it, football, but you made a point just a minute ago when you said that, you know, your success is dependent upon all your other teammates. But then when you look at somebody, yeah, that works. I'm going to give you a prime example of a quarterback like that was uh, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman was a very solid quarterback, but he was surrounded by a lot of great players, which, you know, and he just was the perfect quarterback for that team, you know, not taking away, you know, his quarterback abilities, but I wouldn't call him great. Now, Madden, on the other hand, you, know, you looked at him when he went to Denver here at his latest stages, I wouldn't say that Denver was a juggernaut offensively around him, Man, made that team go. I, I agree. He acted in large part as an offensive coordinator. Kevin, I agree with you entirely. Uh, yeah, Troy Aikman had, had Larry Allen in front of him. Oh, he got to turn around and hand the ball to Emmett Smith. He had Michael Irvin. Yeah, you're right, Kevin. Great call. You yep, still, all right, but before we let you go, Kevin, anything else you want to get to? Good stuff there from our man Kevin. Yeah, I agree with him. I've been saying for a long time, Troy Aikman. Zap product, yes, product of a situation. He was placed in a great situation. I also think I might get I might get uh, killed for this one, but Terry Bradshaw is also overrated. <laughs> <laughs> you like these hot takes? That is actually very controversial. I take. think anybody Terry Bradshaw career numbers. I think he threw. One more touchdown than interceptions at career numbers. Is that right? Yeah. I'll bring that up. But he was part of that. How many Hall of Famers were on that team? Ten? I just think. Ten starters. Troy Aikman. I think a lot of quarterbacks could have been placed in Troy Aikman's shoes. Golly, you're right. One of one Super Bowls. 212 career touchdowns, 210 career interceptions for Terry Bradshaw. He did play in a different era. Yes. That does not excuse interception to touchdown ratio, yeah, does it? That's not even a ratio. That's equal. Yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah, a ratio. That's not a, I'm, I'm no math magician. DBs could get away with a lot more back then, pushing, shoving. And it does impact your checking. style of play when you are on a team that you're always in each game with a defense like that. So maybe he was he – was, he had Lin Swan. He was trying to open things up a little bit more, maybe. If I'm trying to defend Terry Bradshaw's statistics, that's how I would have to make my argument. In his defense, four-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP, NFL Most Valuable Player in 1978. I just don't put as much merit in football in four-time Super Bowl winner compared to one or two-time Super Bowl winner, there's too many contributing factors, situation, how many, how much talent you have around you. So is Peyton Manning not as good as Aikman or Bradshaw because he has no less you Super can't, Bowls? No. You know what's interesting about the majority of the quarterbacks that we're discussing right now? Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, David Carr, all number one overall picks. Yep. If you want to win this league, you got to draft them early, early and often. I don't know about all that. I think you just build. I would build a, a like my defense would be vets, 
and I would have some rookie players, but not all like quarterbacks at number one. Yeah. Look, look at Russell Wilson. There's, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to build your team. I was going to say Russell Wilson. You you get them second round. You can get Brady late. But mostly teams nowadays, if you're a head coach and you don't get a quarterback, that's good. You're out of the league in two or three years. You know, there's so much pressure on these coaches. You're and getting then, booted if you don't find a quarterback. So that they're pressured in the draft in them so soon. But I agree. I'm I'm loading up my defense too. That's gonna be the the key to my team. Even if it's a defensive tackle, I'm right there oh, yeah. with you. Yeah. You want somebody like Clias Campbell. I mean, you look at the winning teams in the NFL, who are the best teams right now? Over the past few years, the Seahawks, they got Bennett. <laughs> yep. Right? Yeah. Sherman. What do you, what do you oh, laugh? yeah, their defense is Bennett, Bennett doesn't stop talking. That, was it his brother who called out? It was both. They did. Yeah. Martellus and Michael both did a little thing. Where they came, they came out. I like, I like, who was the one who had, what was it, like, Something controversial on Twitter, the Black Olympics or something. They post that was him. That was um, that was Martellus, I believe. Just very controversial stuff. Maybe he, funny. I appreciate people having some guts he, to come out and say something. He's, he's part of the Patriots now, so he's got, I bet you he's, that's going to halt. Martellus. Yeah, Martellus. Wow. Yeah. Because so. the Patriots' formula is to have two of the best <laughs> tight ends in the NFL and now, keep, and yeah, and keep your mouth shut, right? Apparently not. Don't be late to practice. Do your job. <laughs> well, he's going to be cut. No, you think he's going to he be, cut? be cut? Not from that, but I I bet you they talk to him and tell him. Oh, certainly. Wes Welker kind of spoke out about Rex Ryan. I think right, and His then he foot fetish. And then what happened with Wes Welker's tenure in New England? Miraculously, he was done shortly thereafter. Yeah. Wasn't he? And after, Am I wrong? Didn't that coincide? That, I think he was benched for. The first couple, the first drive. So, Mo, Mo, you think maybe Bennett, the tight end, who's a pro bowler, former pro bowler, might get cut over these comments saying, what he said was Joe Flacco's not a good quarterback. No, he said Jay Cutler. I'm sorry, not Joe Flacco. Jay Cutler. And then he said that Jason Witten sucks, too. (laughs) Did he? (laughs) He said, I hate the guy. He didn't say he sucks, but he just said. He took some shots at Jason Yeah, he took some shots at him, too. And then his brother said he's the NFL's Kanye West. That's odd. <laughs> That's interesting. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. We have our man Brian the Insider is on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Brian? Good Good morning, gentlemen. Love the show so far this morning. Uh, sounds very good. Uh, hey, I wanted to update you on some Olympic stuff that uh, I just was reading. Uh, Serena, Serena Williams, 21-time major winner, uh, lost in the first round over there. Um, I guess she had some cramping or something, didn't feel well, but uh, she lost, she's out. She was beaten by a Belgian 62nd-ranked player in the world, so that's a big upset. I mean, long way for Serena to travel, to lose. You know, she does have four Olympic gold, three with her sister Venus in the doubles, and one uh, as a, uh, you know, just as a singles, but she really wanted another gold. But she's going to play with Venus, I think, tomorrow in the doubles, so she's still in, but... Uh, that's kind of a uh, kind of a big big upset. And the other thing is the men's men's Olympic basketball team just rolled over China uh, yesterday. Uh, I think they had 136 points or something. Um, Durant led the way. Durant and Carmelo, the two holdouts, uh, the two guys that were on Coach K's 
2012 Olympic gold medal team. They're back and they led the way, but uh, they're trying to. I think Durant said after the game they were going trying to get that Olympic record of 156 points that they scored in one of the games. So uh, look for them to continue to roll. Uh, I mean that's going to be fun to watch the men's Olympic team just roll right through. And then uh, horse racing guys, I tell you, man, uh, it's a big weekend for horse racing, and I, I've seen maybe. Maybe that now, finally, the best horse in training. I, I, you know, we got California Chrome, we've got Exaggerator, but what I saw yesterday out of Frosted in uh, the Whitney at Saratoga was extremely impressive against a nice field. He just dominated. So horse racing is really in a good spot in the older division. There's some uh, there's some real good horses going, but none better than Frosted, uh, and uh, it's good to see that. But uh, uh, and one other thing I just want to talk about and get you guys' opinion, and uh, I didn't hear it early this morning, what about Louisville's 6'11 signee, Malik Williams, 6'11 guy from Fort Wayne? What did you guys think of that? Huge. I did allude to that. We were going to get to it in, in just a little bit. But, yeah, in some circles you could argue it proves that Rick Patino's recruiting tactics are not dead. That is a sweet spot type player for Rick. Am I wrong, Brian? That's the type guy that Rick thrives on. He's not a McDonald's All-American, but he was their number one target. He's a high four-star, and clearly Rick really wanted him, and the cards got him. Yeah, it's a great pickup. I mean, this guy's a dead-eye three-point shooter at 6'11". I've even seen him listed at seven foot. But, you know, it's good for Rick, but you really got to give the credit uh, to the lead recruiter on that who's just been absolute dynamite for the Cardinals, and that's Kenny... uh, Johnson. Is it Kenny Williams or Kenny Johnson? Kenny Johnson. Uh, the, uh, recruit. Kenny Johnson. But, man, he has done some miraculous things. And uh, Louisville's in on a lot of good players. And he is, you know, he was the lead recruiter on uh, King uh, that Louisville picked up last year. Who's, who they said is really looking good. But a lot of reason for optimism there. Uh, a great pickup for there. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to hear some talk on this morning, guy, was Louisville football. I tell you what, uh, Really, a lot of a buzz across the country, really, about Louisville football. And I've uh, seen them ranked as high as number 10 in some preseason polls. So, uh, you know, they're going to get a chance to prove themselves because they got to play the consensus, two top consensus five teams in Florida State and Clemson. So, uh, if they are for real and Lamar is for real, they're going to get a chance to prove themselves. Thank you very much for the call, Brian. Before we let you go, anything else you'd like to get in on? Now, just excited about watching the Olympics, and uh, you know, uh, golf has returned to the Olympics, so we're going to see a little more of that. But uh, the women's the women's U.S. soccer team beat France yesterday, one to nothing. Hope Solo had a big uh, big game. She's a great goaltender. She's uh, she gets ridiculed by the Brazilians because of the Zika virus. She was real uh, real outspoken about her fear of catching Zika. So every time. Uh, she's there. The Brazilians boo her and, and chant Zika, Zika. But uh, it didn't oh stop God. Hope yesterday. She had a brilliant game. Yeah, no, they're they're down on Hope, but who cares? Uh, that would be a great gold medal uh, for the women, and to beat France was a, a good way to get that going. Brian, before we let you go, you got the ball rolling, no pun intended, on soccer. <laughs> I know that you're going to go to a Louisville FC game next Saturday. How is the Louisville soccer team going it's going good they've got a great team i don't know if you guys saw that they, they, they unveiled 
they're trying to build a soccer-specific stadium somewhere in downtown area. Uh, they, they came out with plans this week. Uh, the mayor, Mayor Fisher, is really behind it, which is great. Uh, they had three plan designs, uh, $30, $40, or $50 million, about a 10,000-seat stadium. Uh, so it's, it's really catching on, and uh, uh, they got a great product. I'm going to go next Saturday uh, with uh, my two favorite little guys in the world, Johnny and Caitlin, to the uh, Louisville City game. But if you haven't been out there, that's a great day. And really exciting, and Louisville's got a great product out there. It's a very, very competitive team, a real fiery Irishman who's the coach and who's not afraid to get in the ref's face after the game. He, he thought he got screwed out of a, a win a couple weeks ago and actually got fined by the league for his uh, really outrageous comments. But uh, he's a fiery, very good uh, second-year coach they have out of Ireland. So I'm real excited about Louisville City. Good stuff there from our man Brian the Insider. Brian, we really appreciate the call. Look forward to hearing from you next Sunday. Have a great rest of your weekend, Brian. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed the show. Keep it up. Thank you. A lot of stuff there Brian covered. Anything stand out to either of you guys in particular? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, Louisville in general, I think he said they had Clemson, Florida State. They play him early in the season. I don't think that's good for Louisville. I th- Somehow they need to play these big games later in the season. Also, Houston, they play Houston later in the year. I think they could be in trouble there as well. They got a lot of big games. Would and, I? And they're in the ACC. Yeah. Yeah, so that means they've got a, some, some formidable opponents. What I like about having both of you guys in is, Mo, you hail from te- the state of Texas. Steve from Ohio. Not quite a homer local homer perspective on college football from either of you. Well, I know that where you, where you come from in Texas, it's clearly football is the end-all, be-all. Yep. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely uh, right. How much attention do they pay to, pay to the sport of basketball in high school compared to football? Uh, it was still up there. Was it? Okay. Yeah. High school football down there is but, huge. I know. Right? I, I kind of was changing the topic, but I, all I've ever heard is, State of Texas, high school football. Yeah. But to have opponents like that, you could easily have this Cards team lose early, be very disappointing. But the stakes have never been higher. They've never had a preseason ranking better than 10th overall. <coughs> so what? to spin it any other way, then this is a exciting time for the Louisville Cardinals football team. That would be inaccurate. It is an exciting time. They've got a very spectacular quarterback. With a all of, sorts of potential. A lot of pressure on him, too. As a true sophomore. A lot of pressure. People are banking on, on him. I've, I listen to local radio a lot, and I've just that's all I've heard about. That's how great he is. Mo, are you sold on Lamar Jackson? He could be really good. He I, just I, has to cut down on the mistakes. I think Which, he, but as a true freshman, I mean... And then they didn't know if they wanted to start him last year. So it was kind of like playing with them a little bit. So you got to let them play and make the mistakes. Right, Steve? I think he will be very good, but that's not alone going to make you a 10-11 win team. We've seen great dual-threat quarterbacks before in college football. And it then- doesn't automatically mean Michael Vick. It doesn't mean your team's going to be great. I just think they're putting all their hope on Lamar Jackson. 
he's going to definitely need some help. I think they got some answers there. They got some big weapons, but I just need to see it first. What do you think, Kelly? The table is set for the narrative to be written for Bobby Petrino's return to the University of Louisville. He's got all his guys in place. We have continuity. Um, He was quoted there at the media day. And uh, he said a year ago, every single thing was brand new to these guys. They were just trying to hear the play, remember what they were taught in the meeting, and then attempt to execute it. He said yesterday, they've now everybody's ran the play, been in the system for a year. Everybody knows what's going on. So you're right. The pressure is enormous on this team. Bobby Petrino's reputation has always been for prolific quarterbacks. Not necessarily in this dual threat capacity. Stephon LaFour's had good legs and he could move the chains. But Lamar Jackson, I mean, when you're that agile, and he does have an arm, hey, the no, expectations are huge. I don't, I don't mean to change the subject on you guys. Mo, did you see on ESPN.com they had, so you just punch in the lineup? Talk about that for the rest of the show. They, they, they how good your team was. Very st- I don't know how they rated it. Very stupid. I thought I put together a great team. And they said you did horrible? Uh, it was slightly above average. Who's your team? I forget who I had at guard. I believe I had... Um, Michael Jordan, maybe? No, no, no. I'm current players. Oh, current. So who would... What's the best current team you could put together? I had... Mostly a defensive stopper team. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you rated yeah, low. That's why you were rated low. You got to have people <laughs> that's about to. All right, it, it was it was Jimmy Butler, Clay, like Jimmy Clay Butler. Thompson, LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, and I don't you know had if, too many guards. I don't know yeah. if I had, I think I had Drummond. Is Kawhi Leonard, your power forward. I put Paul George as my power forward. Really? Yes. What? I'm a Pacers fan. I can get behind that. How big is he? Six He's six. Six nine. eight, six. He's six tall. nine. You're I'm right. He has a huge wingspan. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love Paul George. You don't game. see me playing power forward. <laughs> you know what's interesting about the Olympic team to me is, and the, I know a lot of times we revert back to NBA talk, which is fine. Is the glowing endorsement that Coach K always has for Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> and how Carmelo Anthony shows up every year or every time this Olympic team comes together, and he's like the leader. Yeah. Why doesn't that translate into the NBA? Good question. What about a disparity there? Maybe he doesn't have the patience with the younger guys. Because with the Olympic team, you have elite superstars. They're like Mm -hmm. all on the same. Well, on the same two levels. Yeah. But then you have players that just come in the league, like with Tim Hardaway Jr. Like maybe they don't listen to him. Maybe he's too aggressive. They were teammates, right? Yeah. Maybe he's too aggressive. Maybe he doesn't have a coach he truly respects. A coach? Could be. He's been in the league long enough to... He should have found a niche. Yeah. yeah. But he still shows up. I mean, he's been, him and Durant are looked at as the leaders of this yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. And people don't even give him credit as the leaders. <laughs> nope. Do they? No. Everybody... I'm I'm a, a advocate of Carmelo Anthony actually being underrated in today's environment. That's just me. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Once again, the Oxmoor Chrysler... Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action. As always, we're on the air from 9 until 11 a.m. every Sunday morning. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. We're the only locally owned sports radio station here in the city of Louisville and southern Indiana market. Coming at you, the, the NFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony. My highlight was Frank Caliendo on ESPN impersonating John Madden as he always does. Did you guys see this? I did not. I didn't no. either. No, it's hilarious. Caliendo's great. Madden cannot like it. It makes Madden look really dumb. He's just going on and on about how Brett Favre's the greatest guy, and he just makes up some weird fictitious story about how he saw Brett Favre save a little squirrel, and he made, you know, who would do that? Yeah, that's who, you know. Yeah, you can do impressions of John Madden all day. That was pretty good. I heard the you started impersonating him. I could do it. I just don't, I don't want to make it all about You don't about, want to embarrass yourself. I don't want to make it all about me. Brett Favre is in the Hall of Fame. Marvin Harrison is in the Hall of Fame. Terry Francona will probably end up in the Hall of Fame. What do the three of them have in common? We're up against the break. What do the three of them have in common is controversy. What do we specialize here on the weekend sports buzz? Controversy and dirt. Yes, off the field issues. One of my favorite topics. I love it when athletes or coaches... Send inappropriate pictures to people and get busted for it. Brett Favre, Terry Francona. Marvin Harrison's was different. But Terry Francona had a story come out this past week where he had sent to, a, a, I believe, a married girl, 27-year-old, a photo of him in a towel with his shirt off. Terry Francona, obviously, what did he win? Two World Series with the Red Sox? Yeah. And these stories aren't published on the big sites. You really have to dig deep for these. You have to work hard. I'm, re- I'm really good at find- finding them. That's what Steve Driver brings to the table. So yeah. He works hard looking for I send dirt. You, I send you new dirt every day. And he's all over the dirty side of life. Very comical. I sent you something <laughs> Very comical. on... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I sent you something on Marvin Harrison that every day. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, but this is rehashing. This is admittedly rehashing old stuff. The same Jen Sturger picks that Brett Favre sent. Yeah. Uh, is now rehashed because they're in the Hall of Fame. A lot of um, they have a lot of stuff in common. So to, you kind of have to say to get in the Hall of Fame, you need some off the field issues. <laughs> right, Kelly? I don't think Orlando Pace had any. We're gonna head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. Mo, Steve, and I have an entire hour of jumping into the dirt, the dirty side of sports. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Coming at you as we do every Sunday from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action. We cover everything. No sports are off limits. If you want to talk about the Olympics and you are a, what is it? Fast walking? What do they call it? Mall walker? Enthusiast? No, there, there's speed walking. If you're a speed walking enthusiast, call us. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzzline, 502-384-1450. We'd love to hear from you about your speed walking enthusiasm. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. We have our man, the myth, the legend. The truth is on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Truth? How you doing this morning? Doing great. Appreciate you calling us. I know we missed you last week. How are you this morning? I am full. I have my coffee. I'm ready to roll for another week with the sports buzz. I don't know where to start at. What do you think about the Olympics? Yeah, what, what's your take on the Olympics? Do you have any intrigue for the basketball team? I don't I don't care nothing about the basketball team. I'm, I'm watching swimming. Seriously? About, I'm, I'm, I'm big on swimming because there's about 10 AU swimmers on the Olympics team. Wow, and there's the one local girl we we discussed, and we got a girl. We got a girl from Evansville, Indiana. Named her last name is King, and she's uh, got a chance to win a gold medal. She's real good. She won, I think she was uh, won three national uh, championship in swimming. She's real good. And uh, hey, let me ask you a question about Louisville basketball team. Do you? I think Patino will not be there long. I meant to ask you that three weeks ago. They're getting a new board. You think anything ever come up with anything about their basketball team and football? I think they're far. What do you think about that? I don't think he's going anywhere until he wants to. That's my take. Uh, we, You never know. There could be pending allegations. Something else could come up. I'm not ruling that out. If that happens, you know, the, the hand may be forced. But barring anything like that, I think Rick's here for as long as he wants to be. And as long as they let him keep coaching, I think he's going to do so at a high level. What do you guys think? Here's why I said that. Here's why I say that. You're getting a new board in. You, uh, you remember when uh, when you get a new board, so everybody want to uh, establish their uh, take on. And I don't uh, uh, think that, uh, that he will last uh, at low. I believe they, when they get a new uh a a new person in that he be gone. I don't think he'd be a coach in Louisville in the next three years. Okay, you're entitled to that, and only time will tell how long Rick will be around. That's a, a the endless debate that we we can have. We've had hell, we've had that going on for longer than I've been on the radio. It's been a hot topic, which I, I coming up on a little over five years now, and that's constantly. Amid the scandals and everything that Rick has went through, many people have been predicting his tenure will end. And thus far, he he's just keeps chugging along and at a pretty high level. But you may be right, Truth. At some point, it's got to end. It may be soon. Hey, you know what? Check this out. That when Indiana got this one clown from the University of Houston was president, he left one year and he was brought in there to do the dirty work and he fired Bob Knight. And took care of Indiana problem. 
Mm-hmm. So some somebody going to have to do the dirty work. And they're going to use a new guy to get rid of Patino. All of, that's why they're cleaning the house now. They they already got rid of whoever thought Doctor Ramsey would be far from University of Louisville. Come on, you do have an inter- him. interesting perspective. You have an interesting perspective being a Hoosiers fan. Obviously, well, Bobby Knight. Three national championships and was forced to resign, or, or whatever you call it, right? And 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 that was done not by the NCAA, but by the university. So that is an interesting yeah. perspective that you have there, Truth. I'll, I'll give you that. All right, but I'm gonna leave you with this: uh, get ready for football season. I don't have that much to talk about, but I promise you, next week I'll be ready for some great information on the Hoosier Nation. I'm out of here. Good stuff, Truth. We appreciate the call as always, and we look forward to hearing from you next week. I mean, the Rick talk, like I said, we could go on. There's certain things. We could do the NBA or the the Olympic basketball team lineups, and we could debate who who picks the best lineup. Steve over here thinks his defensive stopper lineup would be best. No way of really telling unless somehow we actually put it out there. Right. No way of telling if Rick Pitino is going to be here in three years. No. No. No way of telling. I'm not saying it's worthless to talk about. We're on Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, I'm of the viewpoint that just because you bring in a new board, you're not going to replace your coaches. But um, Who's been winning? Yeah, yeah that, that's... you have to replace them with somebody better. And how many coaches are out there that are that better? Mm-hmm. Then, then, then Rick. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right, Mo. You made a good point. It's winning. <laughs> right. Rick's still winning. He's bringing in big recruits, and as long as that happens, in my opinion, his job is secure. And they're not one and done's. Like these are players that stay at least two years. Okay. We have Kentucky fans listening, and in their defense, if I'm playing devil's advocate to that, all that really matters would be winning, right? Or do, yeah. are you say are you saying that it's better to have guys who have longevity and have a tenure, stay three or four years? Only when you have coaches that coach that way. Okay, like so that's Rick his Pacino. style. Yeah, that's his style. Calipari's not going to grab guys that are going to stay four years. He wants to so, win right now. So you're saying... Rick is a guy who runs a program where continuity is very important. And if you were to take the coach out, you couldn't just ha- have someone else step in there and, and fill his shoes. I guess unless maybe it's Kenny Johnson. This guy, Kenny Johnson guy, Brian pointed out, is been promoted to associate head coach. He was Tom Crean's best recruiter for years. And then Rick got him. Kenny Johnson very well may end up being the head coach at the University of Louisville in the future. He's got to be up there with one of the best recruiters in the country. And he keeps making it happen. I don't know that he would be as good as Rick. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have the two national championships, any of those accolades. Rick's the only guy who's ever won two national championships at two different schools. A a national championship at two different schools. So, I mean, Rick is a historically great coach. Uh, Nobody's going to match his resume that you can bring in. But the NFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony was last night. The, the players that we listed were Brett Farr, Kevin Green, Eddie DeBartolo, Jude Tabor, Dick Stanfill, and Orlando Pace. At the end of the first hour, did a little bit of a tease. Also, Tony Dungy and Marvin Harrison. Did a little bit of a tease. We said that we were 
bringing up, I, I threw in the name Terry Francona, and I somehow grouped him together with Marvin Harrison and Brett Favre. What is the similarity between Marvin Harrison, Brett Favre, and Terry Francona? Steve, Mr. Dirt? Joe well, Dirt? it's obviously the off-the-field issues, and looks like it's going to be the Hall of Fame, so... We have to link those two things, right? If you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, you have to have the off-field issues. You don't really think that. No, though. I don't really think that. But they all have their characters. They have off-the-field issues. Marvin Harrison, very interesting. I mean, I'm sure you can look that up. We don't have to dive into that. But, um, you know, they didn't balance it too well. You can't you can't be so upfront with that kind of stuff. Marvin Harrison's was like a shooting. Yeah. Brett Favre... <laughs> His was in large part, well, he came out and he admitted he was a pain pill addict early in his career. You could say he kind of addressed that, overcame his addiction, and thrived thereafterwards. So I guess you can't really, that's not necessarily a pejorative. I don't think that's negative. What I think he will get some criticism for is the fact that he was married throughout his entire career. His wife read the introduction to his Hall of Fame induction. And he was busted for sending pictures of his genitalia to an attractive young reporter. I don't think many women who, who hear that are real excited about it. Do you guys think that sounds like a good thing? No, and then, and then he has his wife do the introduction to the Hall of Fame. That's the part that gets me. Yeah. She just stayed on board. Yeah, which, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of, in a way, you could say that's kind of cool. They work through that maybe, but I, I can't imagine that has to be humiliating. Being a, a spouse of a famous athlete, regardless, has to be a big deal. Has to be difficult. Uh, so, right. Marvin Harrison, we threw Terry Francona in there because he was busted for sending some pictures to other people, to to a young girl of himself shirtless. Yeah, not illegal, but just interesting. We have our own balance Hall of Fame that we're consistently working on. Guys like Terry Francona, Marvin Harrison, Brett Favre, I don't think are in consideration because their their off the field stuff is not in our eyes entertaining. Yeah, it's it's odd. entertaining, but I mean you you don't need that. You don't need to shoot people. You don't need to be <laughs> married and sending pictures of your genitals. Yeah. To I mean that's kind of funny, but I'm not going to give them points for it. At least I'm not going to go on the record as saying I would. No, I mean, I think it's funny, but it has to be humiliating for his wife. That's horrible. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everybody tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. When we come back, we are going to have a very special Balance Hall of Fame segment where we're going to go into a little bit more in-depth description of what being in the Balance Hall of Fame for the Weekend Sports Buzz means. Be sure to stay tuned. Mo, Steve, and I will be right back. Balance, balance. 
balance, use your balance. Arms outstretched and keep them wide. Balance, balance, keep your balance to the other side. Tightrope walking in your stockings, inch by inch you're doing fine. Keep your head up high now, learn to walk the line. Balance, balance, keep your balance. You can do it every time. You can learn to use your talents. You can walk Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver and Mo Lee. Coming at you as we do every Sunday morning from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. A, recur- a recurring theme to our show has become this Balance Hall of Fame. Something we're not taking lightly. And because of that, clearly, we have a very important theme song. I love the theme song. It's great. Is it going to be a weekly thing? I think it should be. Or I don't know. That's, that's my question to you guys. Who's in the Balance Hall of Fame thus far? We have... Jeter and Rob Gronkowski. Right? Is it only just the two? Yeah, that's all we've had. Jeter so and Rob Gronkowski. Are we all on board with that with those guys being in? Yes. Yeah. I am. Yeah. In 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 Gronk, his narrative is yet to be entirely written. He could screw up, right? Oh yeah. If yeah. he gets a couple DUIs or something and gets suspended or, you know, anything like that, he could get in a lot of trouble and screw this all up. Yeah. He could be right out. We'll take him out of the balance yeah. hall of fame. I don't care. <laughs> he will ruin the segment. But uh, I know you guys are pretty big on adding somebody this week to the Balance Hall of Fame, but I, I think our Hall of Fame needs to be pretty strict. I, I don't know if I want to add anybody else. I don't want to be the NBA Hall of Fame. So, but you just can't have two people. Yeah, but they have to earn it, Mo. I, I understand. What, what motivated you to be so selective? I, Didn't I, you have an incident this past week when you were reviewing a, an NBA Hall of Fame article? Yeah, they were talking about should Amari Stoudemire be in the Hall of Fame. I don't want to be the NBA Hall of Fame. The Balance Hall of Fame has different standards. Is Amari Stoudemire being considered for the Hall of Fame an absolute joke? Yes. He won the Rookie of the Year over Yao Ming. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yao Ming, that. should he be in the Hall of Fame? He is. That goes back to when I said the Jim, the Jim Brown um, civil rights stuff, stuff like that. So, Beyond the field, does that stuff matter? Because Yao Ming Yao was Ming clear- was huge coming from China. It was big for the NBA. Yes. He grew like the game Yao in Ming. China. He also lacked longevity. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he, he goes along with a couple of our, our earlier themes from the show. I'm with you, though. When he, when he played, he was great. Yeah. Oh, he I loved a, his He was game. a beast. Yeah. I mean, but he was bigger than everyone, so of yeah. course he's supposed to be. But, but he had a jumper. Yeah, but he could shoot. Could block, yeah. He shot like 90% from the free throw line. But his career stats are just, because he was injured so often, yeah. just don't add up. Eight-time NBA All-Star. Yeah. Two, two-time All-NBA second team, three-time All-NBA third team. Who's this, Yao? Yeah. I bet you Amari. I don't I, Amari's numbers, I think, are, I mean, his uh, credentials, I think, are better, but. Do you? Yeah, you're saying you think that Amari? Career, I'm sure he has more points. Yeah, Amari for career. I feel like Amari dropped career. off. Oh yeah, he did. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he should either. But you guys are saying that his career numbers. Let's see. Not his, not his numbers, but his like averages, um, all stars. His. Oh, okay. He yeah. has more. He has more at the top in his prime. He was better. Right. Okay. Yeah, Amari's a six-time NBA All Star, whereas Yao Ming was an eight-time. That still doesn't get to your point. No. 
All-NBA first team in 2007. Yao Ming was ne- never All-NBA first team. There was a time when Steve Nash, Sean Marion, and Amari Stoudemire were just explosive. They had Joe Johnson, I think, Rajon right. Bell. Um, Barbosa was on Barbosa that team. Was oh, yeah. Good. yeah, they had a team. They really did. They didn't have much defense. Besides Rajat Bell. No, but they were exciting to watch. They were kind of like the Warriors before the Warriors, except, correct? Run and gun. Except they won a t- The Warriors obviously deserve yeah. to be in a different conversation. Suns, that Suns team, though, is one of the bet- better teams to not go to the finals. Yeah. Very exciting team to watch. Very exciting. Those are the two years that are the year that Steve Nash won the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. He went back-to-back MVPs. Yeah, when Kobe got robbed. Yeah, he definitely got robbed. That's fair. But at the same I saw that Amari wants to be retired as a Nick, which is also interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. He had a better career with the Suns. He only played for the Knicks. He did play for five years. But how many games did he play? Because he was hurt most of that, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he was not very relevant, I don't think. And when when Carmelo went to New York, it was supposed to be him and Amari Stoudemire. Oh, yeah, and Amari never played. Exactly. Always hurt. Amari, now I don't know if this is a testament to him or a testament to um, Mike D'Antoni was the coach of that Suns team, right? Yeah. They tried to recreate that. They even got D'Antoni in New York. But Amari was a system-type player. Of course. Pick and roll. Yeah, pick and roll, alley-oops. He was great at it in his prime when he was on, but he was not transferable. As you could argue, maybe Steve Nash wasn't really either. I guess he did excel with the, the Mavericks before his success with the Suns. Um, Steve Nash, clearly a Hall of Famer. But yeah. guys like Amari do not deserve consideration. Yeah. And if you want to have it be a elite group. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. Last night, the NFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony got us talking about different Hall of Fames. We have the NBA Hall of Fame. Steve's upset about reading an article about Amari Stoudemire potentially being a Hall of Fame nominee. We have our own Hall of Fame called the Balanced Hall of Fame. So call us on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line and get in on the action. We'd love to hear your feedback about Amari as a Hall of Fame nominee, Brett Favre, Marvin Harrison. And who should be the next person in our our Hall of Fame? You have to give us the credentials. I mean, the... the, Criteria. Yeah, the criteria. Just balance, man. (laughs) Just balance. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzzline. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. We have Katie on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Katie? Good. How are you all? Doing great. Thank you for calling in this morning. What do you have for us this morning? Do what? What? Yeah, we appreciate you listening to the show. Um, I assume that you've been listening to our discussion of the NFL Hall of yes. Fame. I'll ask, in particular, Brett Favre, for example. We're talking about balance. Brett Favre uh-huh. seems to be a little carried away about his his sexual misconduct outside of his marriage. What do, I'll ask your female caller. We appreciate you listening. What are your thoughts specifically on Brett Favre and his, let's say, his wife reading his Hall of Fame induction introduction last night? No, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you wouldn't do it if that was your husband. But we... I mean, yeah, that's fair. I, I think from a female perspective, that doesn't sound appealing. Are you a Brett Favre fan? I, I, I wouldn't do it. 
Are I'd, um, I'd leave him, take some money and leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Very honest. Do you like Brett Favre? Do I like Brett Favre? Yes. I'm indifferent. I'm not, um, I, don't, I don't love him or hate him. I just, but now I kind of don't like him. Do you like Peyton Manning? I do. Do you? Do you think, do you think he's I attractive? Do. Um, his personality is. That's good. Okay. And anything else? Any? Do you have any intrigue in the Olympics right now, Katie? Um, I haven't really been following it. I'm sad to say. That's okay. Um, but I do have a question for you guys. Okay. okay. What do you have for us? Um, how do you determine this balanced Hall of Fame? What's the? What is the? Um, how, how do you meet the? Um, I guess midpoint of being. A party animal and a sports, you know, an athlete. I don't think you have to be a, dr- a drunken. You don't have to necessarily be a drunken mess, which some could argue Gronkowski is at times, right? He's on like he has his own cruises where he's out there. <laughs> da- have you guys seen these videos of Gronkowski? Yeah, I've seen a yeah, where he's where out like, there dancing and just doing the wildest stuff you could imagine. Aren't they like on the lake? On the lake, but also on a cruise ship. I think he has his own cruise ship with his family. Yeah. His dad's real all about it. Everybody, he's got all these brothers. He has like three brothers who played in the NFL, or still do, a couple of them. Yeah. And I think, to answer your question, Katie, the Balance Hall of Fame, because Derek Jeter's also in it. Thus far, we only have two guys in. And that's guys who were able to handle themselves in a way that did not negatively impact their teammates, but they still had fun off the field. Or off the court. All right. What do you think? Do you have okay. any no- Do you have any nominations, Katie? I I would argue. Your, I, your I wanted to get a little bit. I wanted to get a little more information because I want to yeah. give you guys some of my people, but I'll have to give it some research. Okay. Well, if you want to call in next week with maybe a nomination, uh, we would appreciate that. Thank you very much for the call, Katie. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good. Thanks. St- you too. Good stuff there. She no. mentioned she likes Peyton Manning. Do we think Peyton Manning's a nominee for the Balance Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. Ow. Mo, you're, you're on board with not? No. Oh, he's Ele- got a new commercial, right? right? Big deal. He's funny, though. Do you guys think he's funny? I don't think so. Uh, I'm sure if you have somebody writing for him that's a comedian, he could be funny. But besides that, I think we could call him a square. <laughs> because of the shape of his head? <laughs> That's what HGH does does to your forehead, right? I don't know. So seriously, Peyton Manning doesn't deserve to be in. Do you guys have anybody? Ken Stabler passed away last year. Kind of sad that he had to wait I'd until like, after he passed yeah. away to get into the yeah, Hall of Fame. That, that is sad. Does he? I mean, do we get any type of nostalgia <laughs> vote for a Ken Stabler I, posthumous? I, I think I have to do more research on him. I need to look up to see if he d- did anything off the field that was egregious. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's I don't want to throw him in and just find out tonight, you know, that he beat his wife. Yeah, for years. something crazy. That's fair. Domestic violence, obviously. Miguel Cabrera does not belong in the Balance Hall of Fame. Mm. I well, don't know who does. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. That's that's a that's decent. Michael Phelps. I'm what just... what is his biggest? negative that people poke holes in as he was photographed hitting a, a water bong yeah yep. once 
But he seems like he likes to party. Okay, and he still shows up. One mistake. Up. He was young. Okay. He wins yeah, Olympic you know, gold medal. Yeah, okay. You should be able to party. You There's should be able to no... party. But, you know, part of that is you have to be smarter. True. Smart enough not to get photographed. But, Derek Jeter. Well, how do you do there's, that? In there's 2000? no videos or pictures of him doing anything like that. Yep. He probably he, collects their phones when they walk into it. He, he does. He, he yeah. does. Yeah. Smart man. Yep. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. He came up in a different era. He, I think, his rookie year was like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. So Michael Phelps, obviously younger yep. than Derek Jeter. But I like the nomination. Michael Phelps uh, clearly likes to, so. <laughs> How many athletes have tested positive for marijuana? So if somebody tests positive for marijuana, does that give them... Had Peyton Manning tested positive for marijuana, does that mean he deserves consideration? No, I only said Michael Phelps because Michael Phelps, it was like a really big deal when this came out. Like that he was, was never going to swim again. Yeah. And okay. And he, he, he's swimming again. Resiliency. <laughs> yeah. So resiliency and, and showing up when it matters, but then when you, when you want to let your hair down, you do some partying. Boxers do that all the time. I mean, Ricardo Mayorga was the guy. Wouldn't he the guy, Steve, who'd walk to the ring smoking a cigarette, and he, after each fight he'd gain like 30 pounds <laughs> um, and just partying? Boxers do that all the time. Fighters, John Jones is certainly getting a little carried away. He does not deserve oh, the nomination. Yeah. Yeah. He's taking it too far. If Conor McGregor makes a comeback, maybe. Yeah. He's done... Definitely in the, the limelight before fights. What about guys like Muhammad Ali? He was resilient. Yeah. And he, had, he, he, he would lose the heavyweight title and then come back and win it. If there's a Hall of Fame and Muhammad Ali's not in it, we're going to have some very angry callers. Yeah, but this is balance of nightlife, partying. Yeah. He has the credentials in the sport of boxing, but he was more of a different type of personality that I think we're looking for. So, so Am I wrong by saying that? <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know too much about his party in history. So Derek Jeter gets it because he was a famous, not only womanizer, most big-time athletes are womanizers, because he, he was always dating celebrity women. Today. He has a list of women that he's dated, and everybody's so envious. So that's where he gets his points. Mo, are you on board with that? Yeah. I appreciate the transparency. (laughs) I mean, if we're going to have our specific criteria, let's be transparent about it. Yeah. Not to um, completely change the subject. That's cool. But what do you got? Staying on the Hall of Fame. Were you disappointed to see that T.O. didn't get in with his career numbers? That is an interesting topic, and you could tie it into our balanced conversation. Clearly, T.O. was not not balanced. He's not in consideration for what we're describing. That's probably why he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, is because. Not He's probably. That has to be in why. the locker room, off the field. But he definitely should be in. Oh yeah, second all time in what touchdowns, receiving yards. He's if the criteria for your Hall of Fame happens to be Pro Football Hall of Fame, if that's the name of the Hall of Fame that we're talking about, yes, Terrell Owens definitely should be in. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's what top three receiver of all time. If you look at the numbers, yeah. A lot of people probably wouldn't put him there just because of how big of a headache. Yeah, how big of a headache. Yeah, his lack of balance. He he was a a clearly. I don't know if you want to say mentally ill or just 
Yeah, you could a little wild, maybe mentally. Yeah. I don't know specific diagnosis. Remember but... when he was in his driveway just doing crunches, <laughs> crunches talking? No to... comment. But in a, yeah. in in some way, he he revolutionized the position from a. And I'm not saying that it's a, a positive, but he he created the diva wide receiver type role, didn't he? Who was considered a diva wide receiver before him? Not Jerry Rice. Chris Carter, maybe. Chris Carter. He got Chris Carter may deserve consideration for our Balance Hall of Fame. He was uh, considered I don't know. a. F- I think he might have had some cocaine, one, some bad off the field stuff. Did he? I didn't think he did. Oh really? He. I know he flaked out with his first team. Who was he originally drafted by? Eagles. Okay, yeah, he flaked out there under Buddy Ryan. He was, uh, I yeah. think, he tested positive he, for cocaine. Something off the team. Yeah, but he went on to clearly have a lot of success. Yeah. Uh, Terrell Owens, a five-time NFL first-team All-Pro, five times he was considered at his position the best in the NFL. Five times. Yeah, and if you look at that era, he was just. Even with the celebrations, he he really stood out playing in that Super Bowl game after he broke his leg. How, how many weeks was he out? Like three. And he came back and he had a great game at Super Bowl. Is too. he eligible? Why are we discussing this? He is eligible. He didn't get voted in on the. I, I I honestly think he belongs in over Marvin Harrison. Yeah, his, I think that Marvin Harrison was much more interchangeable, evidenced by yeah. the success of Reggie Wayne, right? Oh, and yeah. Peyton Manning. Well, yeah, yeah, clearly, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. I hate to. I hate to throw shade at a player because I. I don't dislike Marvin Harrison, but right, it, Reggie Wayne had very similar success when he was the number one. Oh yeah. Peyton Manning was the true, actual, yeah, offensive yeah. production of that team. Even more. Terrell Owens yeah. would go to a team with who were his quarterbacks? Uh, Jeff Don- Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. McNabb obviously, Donovan McNabb. I. I like McNabb. He had uh, Romo, Romo, Buffalo Bills in 2009. Who was that? Fitzpatrick or something? I don't know. Bengals. Yeah. He had, um, you know, Carson Palmer. Um, but he had TJ Husmanzada. Did he play with uh, Steve Young? Steve Young at all? I think early in his career, yeah, 96 through 2003, he was with the Niners. Yeah, so he yeah. did. Remember when early? One of the early things that To got acclaim or publicity for was when he was playing for the for the Niners no I, I think it was with the Eagles he went and fell down in the middle of the Cowboys star oh yeah he's standing up in the star and George T like hit him George T of the Cowboys yeah yeah, the yeah George T you're right the safety but before that he was still he caught that touchdown pass for the Niners in the end zone but he to, was in th- that playoff game Mm-hmm. You remember that? That's I do. Yeah, he had success with the Niners. He he mimicked. So I mean, this is why I think he's such a study. He was six three, two twenty five of solid muscle. You could not take. He was kind of a tight end who just happened to be able to run routes like Jerry Rice. And I mean, I can go on and on. I can gush on and on about Terrell Owens' on field value to a football team, right? Yeah. So I, I think the fact that 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 he's not in the Hall of Fame is is a uh, yeah, he should get in next year. He didn't have performance-enhancing drug-related conspiracies, did he? I don't believe so, no. So that's why Barry Bonds held out. I'm not, I'm not saying that Terrell Owens is as valuable to this, you know, of a player as Barry. Barry Bonds, in my eyes, is clearly the best player in the history of the sport. 
of my lifetime, absolutely. History of the sport. I guess Babe Ruth used to hit more home runs than many other teams combined, and he was a good pitcher, yeah. too. he played in bigger ballparks. It's just hard to compare a 100-year difference in, yeah, so in it, a sport. But, but, but in our lifetimes, as far as, uh, you know, conspiracy or controversy aside, on the playing field, Barry Bonds is the best ever. Now, you won't get too much debate out of many people about that. If you take out, oh some, really? I think you would. Who who would? A lot of people don't like Bonds. Oh, I'm not a lot because I'm not saying a lot of people of don't the like Bonds. Issue. He wasn't good with the media. Media. But my statement is that on the field. Oh yeah. The most. I don't think you have many people disagree. I mean, his on base percentage. Those years, he was he was clearly juicing. But his slugging and on base OPS every. Those numbers, if you're, you do any type of statistical analysis of the sport, he was just historically dominant. Yeah. I mean, in a whole different playing field. And even before else. he was juicing, still yeah. unbelievable. 40-40 club, he, crazy on the base path, also hitting machine. I draw a parallel between Terrell Owens and Barry Bonds. And the fact that Terrell Owens, honestly, is not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame is laughable. Yeah, first year. A lot of times they don't give those guys first ballots. Even though they know they're going to get in, they won't let them get in the first year. I think he should have went in under over Marvin Harrison. Yeah, I, I think so too. What do you think they're, they're – On cr- the field, that's what we're judging them by, right? I Unless the there's numbers. a different – Yeah, unless they, they have a criteria similar to what we have. Balance. Actually, I don't – I'm sure they do. That's probably why you didn't get in. Un- unwritten rule type thing? Yeah. All right. Career receiving touchdowns, Marvin Harrison, 128. Terrell Owens, 153. Receptions, 1,078 for Terrell Owens. 1,102 for Harrison. So Harrison gets the edge there. Receiving yards for Harrison, 14,580. 15,934 for T.O. So the numbers are... Similar. Yeah, but uh, But could you imagine if T.O. had Peyton Manning throwing to him his entire career? What would those numbers be like? (laughs) Three-time first-team All-Pro for both Harrison and T.O. So they're very similar. You have to say that the edge goes to the guy who did not have the reputation for being a complete prima donna diva. Yeah. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everybody tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. Be sure to stay tuned. Steve and I will be back with more of your weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. We're going to wrap the show up here. We've got a solid 12 minutes to preview, which I would like to focus on, any sporting events over the next week 
that intrigue you, Steve? Definitely the Olympics. I'm kind of gearing up for some football, okay. to be honest with you. College football, NFL? Yeah, I, I, Both? I, I believe the Hall of Fame game is tonight, correct? Yeah, some so some preseason football getting underway. Um, I got to get some fantasy football info, magazines, stat checking. Ready to do that. <clears throat> yeah. Rankings, looking at college football rankings, obviously we are in a market that has a top 10 preseason rated college football team. Uh, according to whichever list you look at. I mean, the one I'm looking at right here has what Ole Miss is number 10. Yeah, but a lot of different lists out there. But regardless of how you look at it, both Louisville and Western Kentucky are predicted to have a big year. Yep. Obviously, Alabama, Clemson, Stanford, Ohio State. Who do you pick to win the. Do you, are we at some point? We've already made our way too early. NFL Super Bowl picks. Yeah. What about the college football playoff? You want want to try to pick those four? Let's do that next week. Yeah. That's difficult. Very. SEC is going to be tough to pick. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go Bama, though. Really? Yeah. Any reason? (sighs) Tell me. I know you follow college football pretty closely. Tell me about the controversy involving. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nick Saban in his transfer policy, which seems to be subjective to whatever he feels like based on that day. Yeah. And can you explain that to our listeners? Well, he's had here recently a lot of freshman guys wanting the transfer, kind of getting frustrated with, you know, these guys are high school stars coming to a school. They want to play. Best players in the country come yeah. into Alabama, football factory, and they, number one team, yep. year in, year out. And they're going to they're gonna have to sit for three years until they play. A lot of guys don't like that, so they transfer. Um, he had a guy transfer, I don't know if it was this year or last year, when um, Saban allowed him to go in conference to okay. Missouri. Okay. But there is a uh, SEC rule saying, you know, if the, if the team the team can allow you not to go to another in-conference school. So he has a graduate, a guy that already graduated, has a year left eligibility, wants to go to Georgia. We know Kirby Smart coaches at Georgia. Former Alabama defensive coordinator. Yes. Well, uh, Saban vetoed that. Won't let him go to Georgia. He sh- he would have been a starter for Alabama this year, defensive back. So I think just from my eyes that this guy is better. So he's vetoing his... Uh, what do you think about that? One guy's good, one guy's not so good. So I don't he'll have, let the, the guy that's not in the SEC. It tells me that Nick Saban is insanely competitive, and that's not news to anyone. Yeah. If he was the coach of my team, I'd be cool with it. Right? Oh, yeah. Unless you're a Dolphins fan. They, they were 8-8 eight and eight his year in Miami. Did you know that? 8-8. Eight and eight. It's not that bad. Yeah, but he made that move to bring in Culpepper instead of Breeze. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, yeah, you're right. He, he's clearly a better better fit for college football. Yeah, but I, I would question the 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 implementation of that rule. Why is that a rule? Why is it up to the decision of the the coach? Yeah, it's a shame too. These coaches can leave whenever they want, go to another in conference school. 
if a player has already graduated, he should be able to go play where he wants. I think so. So you would be in favor of more player-friendly rules across the board? Yeah, absolutely. Whole can of worms we could get into with that regarding yeah. players Saban's generating been, revenue. Mm-hmm. He's been on the hot seat. I, what? Not j- job okay. is in jeopardy, but he's had a lot of scrutiny on him here lately. With he does. Did you see him players getting into off with the field? Fine bomb. Yeah. And then he just had an interview here recently where he kind of got mad. And, of course, these reporters won't ask him the tough questions. Would you, Kelly, if you're a reporter? I'd like to say I would. I'd like to say I would. Easier said than done. Yeah. When you, you're in a, a room and you ask him a question, he flips out on you, or you see him flip out on someone else. Yeah. A la Rick flipping out on my man Chip Cosby a few years back. Yeah. Um, it happens. I mean, I would like to think I would ask him the tough questions. I would compare and draw a parallel very similarly between the head coaching job at the University of Kentucky and the head coaching job at the University of Alabama football. Not basketball. Did I need to clarify that? Isn't Avery Johnson still at Alabama basketball? I think he is. But am I exaggerating there? When you're the coach there, you get all the resources. You can get players. You can do anything. You walk on water when you're winning. But there's a lot of pressure that goes into that. Yeah. What's more stressful? Being John Calipari? Ooh, probably Nick Saban, I or think. Or Saban. Why is that? Because football is a bigger sport. He's in the one of the biggest states for college football. You have Auburn in the same state. I just think he's probably under more pressure. I don't think either one is, you know, their jobs aren't in jeopardy. The fans don't want them to leave by any means necessary. Who do you think is under more pressure? I don't know. I mean, it's debatable. Because you could also argue, obviously, to a smaller degree, and there's left, less revenue involved with college basketball. Just inherently, that's the nature of it today. Yeah, I just think having a 50-some-odd-man roster has to be more stressful than coaching a basketball team. You mentioned Auburn being in the same state. Not to switch topics entirely, but was reading some transcripts from the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Kevin Green... When undrafted out of Auburn, guess who he played against in practice every day? Bo Jackson. Yeah. I wonder if... uh, You think he'd be easy to tackle? I'd probably say no. (laughs) Let's ask the Boz that, right? Yeah, that was kind of a a turning point for Brian Bosworth, wasn't it? Yeah. So college football is coming up. The main storylines right now do seem to revolve around, in large part, Nick Saban and day-to-day drama, which will be swept under the rug once they start winning. Yeah. Is he? I mean, he's... We talk about historical significance. How great of a coach is Nick Saban? Yeah. I read an article the other day that called him the um, greatest coach ever in college football. Which it's... You can argue that. Yeah. He, he won a national championship in 2003, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015. He kind of rubs rubs me the wrong way, and I know part of me saying that is because they are so good. But don't you think there's something in there that some kind of shadiness that you just don't like? <laughs> clearly, Would you agree with me? Oh, clearly. I mean, you can say similar things about him and Cat. What yeah. what he just did. He's had a long-standing 
controversial stance on transfers or also about what is it called gray shirting the, the the underbellies of college football can be if you read some of the actual transcripts of these guys who come in these five-star players they get hurt Nick Saban tells them okay we're going to do a medical red shirt you're fine oh you're hurt now oh you somehow they just go what you lost your scholarship good luck to you you're no longer valuable as a football player yeah do you know this? He's got a lot of... I mean, coaches do it across the board. I'm sure Bobby Petrino's not above it. I don't mean to, you know, no shade at Bobby Petrino, but he's not necessarily known as being a sweetheart. I don't think college football coaches are, right? Yeah. And you see that that guy said he was, he was wanting the transfer. Came into his locker and it was all cleaned out, kind of vandalized. <laughs> Definitely, he said he was bullied and stuff. That and with his off the, you know, his, a lot of his players have off the field issues, kind of get swept under the rug. Urban Meyer had a lot of those type of criticisms while during his tenure at Florida. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm sure similar things are happening at Ohio State. I'm not. I, I I am of the mind that run your program. Your job is to win. I'm not going to go out of my way. I mean, bullying. If they're bullying him and beating him up and doing really inhumane things, obviously a stand needs to be taken. Right. Yeah. Like, what was the coach who made the guy sit in the electrical closet for hours? What was that? I don't know. The Texas Tech guy. I forget. Yeah, but, there's a point where it goes too far, but at the no, end of the day, I, it's about winning. At the end winning. of the day, it's about winning. And I, 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 don't, I don't get behind a lot of the criticism. If you're going to play football, it doesn't take the sweetest guys. They don't. It's not like, let's... Oh, it sure is a nice guy. Let's get him as our football coach. Yeah. If that's what you're thinking, you're going to get Steve Cragthorpe every time. You need Bobby Petrino. You need Nick Saban. You need Adolf Hitler. Not Adolf. I'm obviously <laughs> exaggerating. But the, the, the crazier they are, it seems to go hand in hand. I mean, who's the most successful college coaches out there in, in football? Urban Meyer, how much controversy has he had? Yeah. Right? Saban, obviously. Urban Meyer is not. No. You're a Buckeyes fan. Even Pete Carroll, yeah, I'm in, he had a lot of controversy. <laughs> Clearly. He left amid allegations. Yep. He's not back into the college game, so he doesn't quite. Yeah. In the, co- the college game, we like to think, you know, these guys aren't paid. It, it's more innocent. No, that's it, just yeah. a fallacy. Right? Yep. Entirely. I mean, anybody. You look across the board, you, you, Ole Miss. I guess I, Brian Kelly, I, I don't specifically read the newspaper that cover Notre Dame football as close as I could, but I'm sure there's – Brian Kelly, there are many instances with college football coaches, regardless of success or lack of success, of controversy. So that's nothing new. Getting excited for the college football season – while living in a city that has a top 10 team. Yeah, very exciting. If it is. I don't think it's really. I mean, college football, you, you've, you've been a Buckeyes fan for a long time, so you've seen your team win national championships. Yeah. Until that happens here, I mean, football will not be on the same level as basketball. If it happens, we'll be talking a different story going forward. Or even if they get to the, the playoff. If Louisville somehow, which it could happen. Lamar Jackson's, we talked earlier of the pressure of Bobby Petrino and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. They've got an opportunity this year. 
to do something really special. What are you, what's your prediction for uh, the, the Louisville phew. football record? No, nine and three. Okay. I won't be disappointed I with think that. They, uh, I don't know. Houston. I think they, out of Clemson, Florida State, Houston, I think they can win one of those games. Okay. I honestly don't believe it'll be against Houston, but I think they could probably beat Florida State. Be a huge win. We appreciate everybody tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Steve and I will be back next Sunday from 9 to 11. Have a great rest of your weekend. Give it. Give it. Too short. Red.